Well, hello, kiddies. This episode sponsored by Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. Go to boxofawesome.com. You're going to love what they have. Use the promo code OPIE at checkout and you will get 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Enter the code OPIE. That is nice. I, w- I would love to say that's my, uh, my my first cup of coffee in the morning, but uh, that's not true. I've been up since, uh, I don't know, like 5.30. I already went for a very early morning swim here at the ocean. With that, I say welcome to my little live stream. Who's first, man? We got Coney uh, Mandela, looks like. You are first on the YouTube. Jamie Marie Day, bragging rights. First on the Facebook. What's up, Jamie Marie? One of the good eggs, man. Uh, what's up, Pat Duffy? How are you? Woke up this morning, saw the forecast, and immediately called out of work. Good for you. You should do some lazy river action today, uh, Pat Duffy. Why not? That's what we should do for the next uh, get-together for the private Facebook group. The first one at Get Parts was so much fun, but we want to mix it up, right? So I think we should do um, one of Pat Duffy's Lazy River jaunts. How cool would that be? And we could still get that done in September. And we'll all just float down the river all nice. What do you say? This sounds great, right, Ted Palawata? I'll have to talk to Pat Duffy about that, and we'll figure it out. Oh, right on, Jamie. Yeah, I think we should do it for Carl Ruiz. You know, uh, maybe on the anniversary of his passing, which is September 21st. Uh, man, that's a quick two years, huh? Who's sniffing the yam bag today? What are you doing? Oh, it's Rachel's birthday? I've never met Rachel in person, even though she came down to New York once. And I don't know where the hell I was. I should have been at... Oh, it was Carl's birthday party. Shit, but I had something going on and I couldn't make uh, one of Carl's birthday parties. It seemed like Carl was celebrating his birthday every other month. So I was like, I'll I'll skip this birthday party. <laughs> and Rachel was there. Happy birthday, Rachel, all the way up there in Minnesota. It's so weird because um, a lot of us feel like we know a lot of the people in the, uh, in the chat on the live stream every morning. And the fact is, a lot of us have never met each other. We just kind of know each other from, um, from this hang every morning. Watched a great documentary on HBO about Woodstock 99 and what a mess it turned out to be. Charlie Lembo. Yeah, we discussed it a little bit. I love the Woodstock 99 documentary. They fucked it up. They try to make uh, Woodstock too corporate, man. And they just throw they just threw the Woodstock label onto a whole bunch of bands that had no connection to the original Woodstock, could care less about uh, the original Woodstock. Then they then they fucking have it in an old uh, an old military base, which goes against everything that the original Woodstock was was for. Weren't all those hippies like protesting war and government? So then you fast forward, how many years would that be? Uh, Thirty years, and and, and they're uh, doing the sh- the concert at an old military base. Oh my god! And then they're overcharging everybody for water. And then it was like. Then the whole thing was laid out on, like, uh, pavement. Oh, God. 
And then you had some very, very angry bands that uh, a lot of us really, really liked. I like throwing in their stuff uh, to this day to just like slap a corporate label onto a, onto a, a concert like that, a festival was uh, really stupid. But if you haven't seen the documentary yet, it's really, really good. <laughs> Here's the birthday. Oh, wait, where's the birthday girl? Rachel, Iowa. Idiots out wandering around. You're doing a little Gary Busey, I see there, Rachel. Good old Gary Busey. Had him on the podcast once. He beat the shit out of me, and I was scared for my life because you could see in his eyes he's very lovable, but also would rip your head off at any second. And everyone felt it that day. And I went into the lion cage with him. Westwood One set me up in this very, very tiny studio. They tried to do right by me. Um, it was a very tiny studio, which basically had a couch and an incredibly small coffee table. And then it was just me and Gary Busey in there with no real way out, no quick way out. And he's punching me and, and, and putting me in headlocks and giving me noogies and uh, what else? Just shoving me. I got a lot of it on camera, but not all of it. What else is out there? We're talking mandates. People are very outraged about the mandates. I just think we got to figure out how to smother this damn coronavirus before it gets completely out of control. People are yelling and screaming at DeSantis. And, uh, and, and, uh, and the other guy out of Texas, they're gambling. They're, they're doing a little gamble for their political futures. What's your first impression of your new governor, RJ Hitter? She's a tough broad. She never really got along with Cuomo. She was never in Cuomo's inner circle. She's from Buffalo. So I think she's a Buffalo Betty. Uh, she seems like she's a tough broad. We'll see, we'll see uh, how well she does. But, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Thank you to the who. Podcast noise, light wind sound, but not bad. Okay, thank you. Keep me, uh, keep me abreast. Oh, speaking of breasts, that was, that was fun uh, the other day on the beach. Fun, fun, fun. A little topless action right on the beach. We get, we get, uh, we get a few of those every summer. And we also get the couple. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys this? We get the couple, right? They come down to the beach. There's like public access uh, here and there in between the houses. And, uh, you know, you get a couple late in the day with their little blankie. And you can tell they got a little bottle of wine. And they're going to watch the sunset, even though you can't see the sunset from this angle. And then they lay out their blanket and they're cuddling. And they got a little wine and maybe some snacks. And they just literally wait for everybody to leave the beach. And then they go to town. And they don't think anyone knows what they're doing. We're all veterans. Veterans of the psychic wars. Or the Wait, veterans of the thousand psychic wars. Who's got it? Who's got it? So uh, they don't realize we're all veterans. And as soon as they walk on the beach with a blanket and a bottle of wine as the sun's going down, we know... We know that there's going to be some oral <laughs> going down, <laughs> and then, and then we're we're a really a a, a close knit community, so we'll all get on our phones, and then we'll we'll say the number of the house right in front of whatever house, and then you know if you don't have the good eyesight, if you didn't get the LASIK like I did, 
then you might have to pick up a, you know, a pair of binoculars and, uh, and you check it out. They think they're all alone and that no one knows what they're up to. And, man, there, there have been times three, four houses easily are checking out their action. Uh, uh, it is Blue Oyster Cult. Veterans of the Thousand Psychic Wars. I think that's the official title of that Blue Oyster Cult song. Very good at John Quartz. Telescope for whale watching. Yes, you got that right, Chuck Lynn. You're talking about the uh, the time I got a telescope at uh, at B and H. I wonder if it was Dick Cox when he used to work there. If he was the one that gave me my uh, bird watching scope. <laughs> that's, I I really thought that no one was on to me. I moved on up, as they say, as the Jeffersons said. Awful name, Dick Cox. Someone had a sense of humor in his family because he showed me. He showed me his license, and uh, it says Dick Cox Jr. He's a junior. I get an apartment way up in the sky, 500 feet off the ground, and the first thing I noticed, this is many years ago now, was that no one, no one puts down their blinds or drapes, drapes. Nothing worse than going in a house and they have heavy drapes. It triggers the hell out of me. It makes the whole house feel exhausting. Like the house has extra weight. So I'm looking out the windows. I'm like, oh my God, no one has their blinds up. Or down, I should say. Excuse me. And then I started looking at the buildings close to me. And you're watching dinner parties. And you're watching kids play. And you're watching people people watch TV. And then next thing you know, you're like, holy shit. If you're looking for it, there are a lot of people that walk around their apartments naked from the shower or the bathroom to uh, to their bedroom. And I was like, man. See, if I admit these things, then you guys got to admit these things. I'm thinking, this is awesome. But it could be even more awesome. So I go to B&H, and they have this section. It's called uh, bird-watching scopes, I guess. Um, and I go in there, and the guy's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bird-watcher. You know, I wander around Central Park, and I got, I got binoculars, but uh, I'm looking for something a little more powerful. He's like, come with me. He was so annoyed because he's heard, because he's heard this rap so many times. And then there was an understanding he never officially said it, but it was an understanding that I was looking for something that I could, you know, check out the views around New York City. And then I felt kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. A few of you admitting that you would do just what I did. Thank you. Felt a little creepy. Set it up. Started checking it out. And now I could, like, see uh, buildings even further away. And then the thing I noticed that made me feel a lot less creepy was the fact that um, I saw a lot of telescopes in apartment buildings, a lot. And I've lived in New York uh, close to 20 years at this point. I've never had a conversation with anyone about astronomy, not a one. So I'm like, oh, these people are doing exactly what I'm doing. No, that's the beauty, Chuck Lynn. That's the beauty, they're called, they're actually called bird scopes. I think it's, I think it's on one. Yeah, mine had one. 
with a little tripod. So I guess you're supposed to set it up in a uh, in a bird area, and you know, uh, and put that one eyeball in like that, so you can see a sparrow or a hawk or something. I don't know. I see these people in Central Park sometimes, and they're all looking up. They all got notepads and pencils, and they're they're making notes. I'm like, what are you looking? I don't even know what you're looking at. Uh, what do you got here? There, Winsicello. Not to mention in Manhattan, there's so much ambient light, you wouldn't be able to do any real stargazing anyway. 100%. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Opie the astronaut. No, I'm smart enough to know if I'm ever lucky to go up in space with what? That Jeff uh, Bezos. Or that, uh, who's the other guy? I already forgot his name, the virgin guy. If I was lucky enough to go on one of those flights, go up and back down, I'm here to say I would never call myself an astronaut. Those poor astronauts, they study that shit for their entire lives, and then these rich assholes, Richard Branson, right? I got it by myself, by the way, before I saw it on the, uh, uh, on the chat. You know, uh, and then Richard Branson, just because he's a billionaire, now he could call himself an astronaut because he went up and back down in seconds. Get the hell out of here. Of course, I would love to do that, but I, I wouldn't be cocky and say, oh, now I'm an astronaut. Now I want you to address me as Mr. Astronaut. Actually, maybe I would do that just to be a dick. Ah. <laughs> uh. I got to get back to some stretching. I got to get back to some yoga. Oh, yesterday. So uh, yesterday, uh, I had to pick up my car. I decided um, I decided to ride my bike 10 miles to where my car was. It's, uh, it's an update. Remember when my air conditioning cost $400? Turns out if you spend $400 getting your air conditioning fixed, that just means it's a temporary fix. And that if you really want it fixed, it's $1,400 more. I learned that yesterday. And so I went and uh, I biked to get my car back. And then I was, uh, I, was, uh, I was doing a little of that haggling. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, hey, I already spent $400 on the air conditioning. I, I want to make sure I'm getting a good deal. Because I was sent over here to see Jimbo. You know the whole thing. You know, by Mike. Mike sent me. And Mike's going to be very, very upset if he finds out I didn't get a good deal from you people. So then they explain they took this off and that off. And then I'm like, ah, is there anything else you could do? And the lady that's in charge of the bill, she has to be pushing 80. She's like, let me see what I can do. And she, she crunches some numbers, right? This is all BS, by the way. She had to make believe she was crunching numbers. And she goes, all right, I'll give you another 15% off on the labor. And I'm like, well, thank you very much. Now I feel like I got a good deal from you guys, and I'm going to report back to Mike. But she thought at that moment that because she saved me uh, close to uh, $100, I think it was $93 more was the 15% on the, um, on the labor, that that was her excuse and her opportunity to tell me what is wrong with the world. Oh, my God. She hates a certain religious group. She hates Biden. She hates electric cars. She hates that gas prices are over $6 in San Diego. And I'm thinking, but you're not in San Diego. 
She thinks there's going to be another war because of the Benjamins and the lawyers. She went off. And then she's like, you know that movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? I would love for one day, one day, the politicians had to walk through life like uh, like the storyline and liar, liar. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then that was my opportunity to say, man, I hate both sides and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. I think she really wanted just one of the sides to walk uh, through life for a day like uh, like the storyline and liar, liar with Jim Carrey. <laughs> but, but I had to listen to her for – I think she decided that, well, if I'm saving this guy almost $100, I'm going to give him 15 minutes of my mind. And boy, did she. And I'm, I'm trying to keep it vague because she was brutal. She was brutal, man. Her horns were popping out. Oh, boy, she doesn't like certain people. She doesn't like the infrastructure bill. And I'm like, relax. That thing will never see, a, see the light of day as far as actually getting work done. As far as, like, you know, a shovel hitting the ground. That, I don't believe that'll, uh, that'll happen. Opie, have you been keeping up with the Olympics? Of course I have. I can't wait for track and field. When does that start? Today? <laughs> I I kept up, but I, we, we discussed it on the live stream. It was all right. I mean, it was a little lackluster this year or this uh, this uh, this time around, I should say. And they and they should knock it off and just do the Olympics every like two years or every year. Why not? It's their it's their Super Bowl. For gymnastics and track and field and a bunch of these other sports, it's their Super Bowl. Once every four years, they get the whole world interested in their sport. And then we go back to not giving a crap about their sport. And then, uh, you know, they have to sit around and wait and train for another four years to get their next Super Bowl. So they should just knock it off and do it every year. It's not even that special anymore. Some of the stuff is just silly. The trampoline's silly. Uh, the rock climbing was cool, but I'm not sure about that um the uh, the water polo is just stupid they spend half their time just making sure they don't drown and swimming from one end of the pool to the other to throw the ball around for 10 seconds and then take a shot which is almost impossible because there's too many people in the pool and then when they miss then they have to swim all the way back to the other side i don't really know what the skill is there i'll tell you what uh the most amazing sport i saw was and i don't care about this sport I'll never watch it again it was the synchronized swimming they have they have taken that whole thing to a whole nother level they're now synchronized underwater because they got underwater cameras that was absolutely uh, amazing you love the diving I, I don't even know what makes a good dive know what I loved I love the uh, the girl that had the epic fail like they she they had high expectations for her and then she messed up the beginning of her dive i guess and then she just decided to hit the pool with her feet that i loved because that i understood i'm like oh that was really bad but then they're talking about splashes and stuff i'm, I'm like that looked like a good splash to me i don't know uh let's say uh hi to the two clouded mind show god a lot of people that uh that are doing shows are checking in Morning, Hope. Thanks for doing what you do and being a huge inspiration to me. Cheers. Wow, that's really nice. Thank you. Uh, who's this? Uh, I am T Bags. What is he? That's wonderful. Hope, I love you, but I need your help. Do you shave your armpits? My girlfriend wants me to, uh, but I refuse. I shave my armpits 100%. 
I don't keep them shaved down though, so let me explain. I do something called the summer shave down, and I take my manscaped razor. Look at this! Promo code Opie to get 20% off. They got really, really good gifts for uh, for men especially. I'm telling you. Their razor's amazing, and they got other things. Okay, I didn't mean to go there, but that's the truth. And then I'll shave down my arms, my legs, my chest. I'll have my wife do my back once a year. Mm. Honestly, she didn't do it this year because mm, it's, it's probably not something you should have your wife doing. So, so my back is still hairy. And I got the type of hair. I've explained this. If I never shaved it or cut it, it would it would be two feet long. It just continues to fucking grow. I don't know why. And uh, while I'm doing my summer shave down, I absolutely uh, shave down the pits. So then they're all smooth and nice. So I make sure I don't lift my arms up too much. I make sure I don't do any of that fishing without a shirt on. And then, uh, you know, like a month later, then then I can start uh, lifting my arm up in the air because then then there's something going on there. There's some peach fuzz. But I absolutely shave down my armpits. Once, maybe twice a year. Because it gets all long and sweaty. Ugh. No offense to my uncles. And there might be uh, there might be one, maybe two, that is watching this right now. But my grandma had a summer house in Wading River. And uh, it was it was a great time hanging out there every weekend with my cousins, my uncles, my aunts. And uh, I, my, my uncles, uh, you know, all walked around with no shirts on. And uh, I was grossed out by their nipple hair. <laughs> it would be all wet and sweaty and long. Like I told you, you know, I'm related to them, obviously. So they understand what I'm talking about, about their hair growing out of control if they didn't cut it or shave it down. And as a kid... I don't know what it was, but that always bothered me. So when I became an adult and was able to make decisions for myself, one of the things I decided to do was to uh, make sure I didn't have long-ass nipple hair. Chuck Lynn bandwidth isn't free. He remembered. Chuck Lynn throwing me a quick $25 on the YouTube. Thank you. Look at the smile on my face. I made $25. It'll go, through, uh, it'll go towards my $1,400 AC bill. Nope, not fourteen hundred. Just over thirteen hundred. But I had to hear about uh, certain people for fifteen minutes. Let me tell you what's wrong with the world. As soon as someone says that, you're like, "Oh, is this gonna be exhausting?" And then I was—I learned a lot of stuff from uh, interpersonal communications with Mister. Uh, well, I should call him a doctor, Doctor Getzinger at Geneseo. One of the best classes I ever took in my life, even though I thought college was silly, but uh, I always took uh, Dr. Getzinger's class or, uh, classes. Excuse me. He was, uh, he was a, a genius. And he, he taught me how to read people and stuff. And he also taught me how to do things which makes people not want to be near you. It came in handy a lot of times when I was doing the radio show. So I was putting all my skills to work with this lady to basically show her I'm not interested. You know, if someone's talking to you, right? And they're like babbling like, and another thing, let me tell you about blah, 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 blah. If you just go like this and turn your body slightly so they're now not talking right at you, that will make certain people, unless your ego is completely out of control and you don't even give a fuck that you're talking to an actual person, 
It's just an excuse for you to babble, babble, babble. But if you're like this, you know, face-to-face uh, -face with someone and you don't want to hear them anymore, just turn slightly like this. It makes them subconsciously uncomfortable and they will stop the conversation. Try it and get back to me. It works. But that it didn't work yesterday. So then I start leading my right foot toward the door. That's an indication like this person needs to get out of the area. And then finally, I was like, my wife needs the car. I got to go. And I said it like that. <laughs> I go, I'll come back and we can continue this conversation. <laughs> and then I, oh, my God. I just gave myself the hiccups. And, uh, and that's how I got out of it. Rachel, happy birthday up there in Minnesota, all right? Have a beer in front of uh, Bob Dylan's uh, childhood home. He doesn't like people to know he's from Minnesota. He downplays that. So go have a beer in front of his house today, all right? All right, I want to take a moment and talk about one of my new favorite sponsors to the OP Radio podcast. I'm talking about Bespoke Post. While I babble here, do yourself a favor. Check it out for yourself. Boxofawesome.com. Enter the code Opie, O-P-I-E, at checkout to get 20% off your first box. This summer, Bespoke Post is here to take your adventures to the next level with a new lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post, they partner with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. Now, I've gotten a couple boxes from them already. I, I like their uh, beach theme one where you get a little uh, action that you need for the beach. Plus, they threw in some really, really cool hip sunglasses. I also tried uh, Taco Night. They give you all the stuff you need for uh, a wonderful taco night. Now, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. They got stuff for the bourbon lovers, the coffee drinkers out there where you can put a little something-something in your coffee in the morning. They also got travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. They also got a premium hunting knife and upgraded backwoods gear. You got to go on the site and check it out for yourself. They're very unique and very different, and I think they would make a wonderful gift for someone in your life. To get started, all you have to do is take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. And each box costs only $45, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. All right, check it out for yourself. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code Opie, O-P-I-E, at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code Opie, O-P-I-E, for 20% off your first box. I got to cut this short because uh, it's a beautiful day here. I've already had a wonderful morning, and uh, I'm going sailing today <laughs> on a catamaran. I'm going to be doing some of those, uh, some of that sailing. What's your favorite sailing song? Give us a call on your home of rock and roll. I would have to go with uh, a sail by David Sail. Something Nation. Who sings that sales song? That's that's the best sales song. I don't even try to beat that, please. And don't say uh, sailing, take me away, bah, 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 by uh, by that uh, Christopher Cross, 
It was a big bust. Oh, see, you did it. You had to do it. RJ, I said not to do it. Bring your Christopher Cross, see? Sail Away is uh, pretty good. Is is Sail Away the best sailing song of all time, or do we take or do we give it to us? Sail! Baby! AWOL Nation, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Buffett for sure. What's his sailing song? I forgot. Sail Away by Deep Purple. Do I know that? Come Sail Away. I, I, I oh my god, now we got some uh, now we got some competition for your favorite sailing song. What's in the mug? Booze? I'm not a booze hound. Coffee. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Southern Cross is a good sailing song, of course. What's up, Tim McConnell? How are you? So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing some of that sailing. I think we're going in the ocean. I think it's calm enough to take the catamaran into the ocean today. I, I'm hoping. It's always a judgment call last second. Ah, should we go in the ocean? You just got to make sure the... The surf doesn't dramatically change. It could it could change on a dime. Ride, Captain, ride. That's uh, uh, Lewis Shans. Let me put you on the big screen. Uh, uh, is that uh, Blue's image? Help me out with that one. Did I get that one right? Ride, Captain, ride upon your mystery ship. I think that's uh, Blue's image. Am I getting that right? In the Navy. <laughs> Ah, very nice. Popeye has a sailing song. Yes, he does. It is Blue's Image. Oh, good. I got that right. Nice. Crystal Ship. Very nice. By the doors. Still smoking the pots. Uh, I am not. Um, I, I still have uh, quite the supply, thanks to Jackie the Joke Man. And I also got some, um, some Eddie's. Let's just call them Eddie's. Got some Eddie's. That my uh, neighbor dropped off before he uh, moved to Austin, Texas. Good friend of mine out here just decided he's got to move to Austin, Texas for, for a job and his family. But he's keeping his house out here. But, uh, you know, he dropped off a little something-something on his way out. <laughs> you look like if if Thor... Thor! Oh, my God. All right, I'll take Thor. Thor and Larry the Cable Guy had a kid. Right on. Oh, uh, which movie was it? I saw one of the Marvel movies, and at the end of Thor, they lost that bridge that allows Thor to go to Earth or something. Where, where's my Marvel fans at? Somewhere E-Rock is laughing at me because he always wanted me to get into this geek culture a little bit, and finally I'm into it because of my son watching all the Marvel movies. So at the end of Thor, there's some kind of bridge that goes away, so now Thor can't see his earthly girlfriend. And uh, it was it was uh, it was pretty sad at the end of Thor that uh, they wouldn't be able to go back to Earth anytime soon. And then on the next movie, Thor and Loki are on Earth, and they and they don't explain it. Stupid how that works with movies, fan. Uh, because Ricky Gervais interviews right on Colin. Thank you, Colin Richard Menz. Well, thank you, brother. I was uh, I was writing Ricky Gervais last week. I'm I'm gonna do a little humble brag. Uh, he was bitching about his back going out, and he was worried about having to do stand up sitting in a chair. And then I go, you know what? This is my opportunity. I know about backs. So I wrote Ricky and I said, hey, uh, you know, here's my dumb two cents because I'm sure everyone's giving you uh, their dumb two cents on backs going out. 
And he was very, very interested and basically said, uh, you know, what do you got? And I, I gave him a few tips. I said, you got to start doing that stretching and yoga. He goes, yeah, I know I have to start doing that. And then I said, look, this is what helped me. I can't give medical advice on the YouTube or the Facebook. I got to always acknowledge that. But I've had herniated discs uh, for most of my life. It started, man, like in my late 20s, man. So for about 10, 10 years. <laughs> and finally, one time at the gym, I'm working out, and my back goes out like terrible. Like I felt like I felt like a disc went flying across the gym, and I I was in pain. And one of the trainers with the big boobs, not that you need that detail, but she does have very very big boobs, and she loves to do some bendovers to show off in the in the gym. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's an actual exercise, but she's a trainer at the gym, and I think that's how she gets her clients. Maybe too much information, but I was suspicious of this for a very, very long time. I'm like, man, I've been working out my whole life, been on a lot of sports teams, and I, I, I never saw anyone bend over like that to lift weights, but okay. And then next time I'm at the gym, there's some sap that's being trained by her, so I'm like, okay, she's pretty brilliant. She knows, she knows what she's doing. But she saw that my back went bad. She ran over because I, I was holding on to something. I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even walk with a, without excruciating pain. And I told this to Ricky Gervais. She goes, ice your back immediately, trust me. And she goes, just, just lay on this table, the massage table. And then I'm starting to think, ooh, this could get good, right? You know, because she's trying to help my back. And she comes over with two giant bags of ice. And she puts it under my back where the back went out. She goes, now just just lay on this ice for the next 30 to 40 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, no problem, because it just felt good to be on my back. And uh, long story short, by the time I got off the table 30 or 40 minutes later, I would say it was about 75 to 80% better. I'm like, oh, my God. So the theory is, what she taught me, which I passed on to Ricky Gervais, when you pull your back... If you could ice it down immediately, you prevent the swelling. And, and the swelling is what squishes the area and, and uh, gets the nerves involved. And uh, since that day, every time my back pulls out, I, I uh, ice it down right away. And um, I've, had, I've had some good success with that. Uh, and I passed that on to Ricky and he said, thank you very much. And then, and then I was like, I'll be honest. I'm one of these guys, like, especially with celebrities. I, I don't know. I don't know when it's enough. So, so then I'm like, should I send another message to him or or, or should we stop here? Because he finally ended with a thumbs up and that's usually an indication that the person is done with you. And I'm like, oh. And then I, I discussed it with my wife and she goes, you always blow it, just leave it, leave it be. So for once I, I, I let it be. <laughs> Brandon Hollinger. This sounds like me the first time you direct messaged me. Yeah, we, we, everyone is like that, though. You don't know. You go back and forth, and then there's a point where the, where the conversation was perfect, and we all blow it and send another message. And then the person just awkwardly will give you the thumbs up or something, and you're like, oh, I just blew it. One too many. Did you ever meet Trump? O.D.? Met Donald Trump Jr. many times. He came into the show live. And over the years, um, I would say that we had uh, Trump, the old man, on the phone 
What would you say, guys? You guys know this stuff better than me. Probably close to 10 times over the years, Trump would call in, mostly to to uh, promote the, uh, the Apprentice. And then um, we got the invite. One of the last phone calls we did with him, pretty close to the time he was about to start running for president. When he started running for president, uh, we didn't have him on the show anymore. And I got the big invite to go to Trump Tower and check things out. And uh, I told his son, because I, I didn't take him up on it. And uh, his son, who I, I used to like, I mean, I, I don't have anything against the guy. I just, I just see a very, very different person than the guy that used to come in and do our radio show on a regular basis. Whatever. But I, I told uh, Donald Trump Jr., I go, hey, your old man invited me to Trump Tower. And I wasn't sure if that was a real invite because that happens, you know. And he goes, if he invited you to Trump Tower, he meant it. And, and now I'm kicking myself that we didn't walk uh, over there. The studios weren't that far from Trump Tower. And take a look at, at, at the, the operation over there. How cool would that have been? And I say all this, uh, you need to know, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to some of the people that like me out there, but I'm not a Trump fan. I'm sorry, but I have to be honest. But I'm not a fan of any of them. I'll say that another hundred times, and then people will uh, label me as a, as a, um, a lefty, which is the dumbest thing ever because uh, I don't have to explain. Well, I'll just say two things. Cancel culture and paying way too many taxes. So, yeah, you keep, keep calling me a lefty. Those two things are very, very important to me, okay? Uh, ba 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 da da baby. Oh, yeah, okay. So I've been hearing about this Val Kilmer uh, documentary, Brandon Hollinger. First of all, help me out. It is so confusing. I, I can't find half this shit. Is it HBO Max? What What is it? But I hear this Val Kilmer uh, documentary is really, really good. And I went to Netflix. I didn't see it on there. So it's not on Netflix, right? Which one is it on? Which, uh, which uh, service? Jennifer Furr says I'll be uh, sobbing 100%. Yeah, what's, what's up with this uh, Val Kilmer documentary? Help me out. Prime Video? All right. Amazon Prime. I think I get that, right? Oh, this guy's saying much love. Yeah, the world needs a little more love. Less hate, less fear, and more love. I know that's going to sound douchey for a lot of people, but I mean that uh, wholeheartedly. So sad to watch Val Kilmer talk through a, a trach tube. A trach tube? What's going on with Val Kilmer? And why don't you just give it away? I, but then again, if you turn on the documentary and he's talking through a trach tube from, uh, from the go, then you're not really giving it away. But if that's the big reveal 40 minutes in, then then you just ruined it for me, you son of a bitch. I'm the best it's ever been. Oh, he's got throat cancer. Oh, jeez. Oh, my. Oh, my. I went to a, I'll, I'll, I'll say, uh, more of a new friend's house over the weekend. I was invited to a party, becoming friends with this uh, this family. The guy's really, really cool, and his wife's really cool, and his daughter, and his friends, and we got the big invite to this uh, this party, and it was awesome. And uh, he must be making money because not only does he have a saltwater pool, which was just glorious, because that chlorine is a nightmare after a while. The kids were in this pool during this uh, party at night. He also keeps his pool at a nice 90 degrees. How much money is it? 
to heat your pool to 90 degrees. Oh, my God. Oh, most pools are salt water now? Look at me. I, the times have changed, and I have no idea. I'm still using a rotary phone, so uh, bear with me. And I didn't even know how to get the Val Kilmer documentary, so... I hate when this happens, but uh, I, I said at the end of the night, I'm like, man, my kids really enjoyed your pool, you know? He said this. You can come over anytime you want with your kids and swim. And then I said, well, how about you could come over to my house over here at the ocean and hang out in front of my house anytime you want. So uh, we both uh, gave the invite back and forth, right? Now I'm sitting here going, did he mean it? I don't know if he meant it because a lot of those things are you know people just being polite when do you pull the trigger and go he said anytime i wanted to test him actually the party was saturday i wanted to test him and go uh and call him on sunday and go all right you said anytime <laughs> we're coming over today you gotta wait a week or two right if someone says uh, you could do blah blah anytime then you gotta wait a week or two and then try to see if it was a legit um invite or not how's the fishing been that's a great question i um i i have fished a lot less uh this summer for whatever reason i'll tell you something about my fishing so when i was leaving um series xm and uh the ona show behind and uh you know that was a lot without getting into all the details once again but it was a lot and in a way um this house and fishing put my whole head back together. So when I first left Sirius XM and the ONA show, I really, really focused on fishing. I needed something else to clean the soul, man. So the, the first uh, couple of years out here, I did a lot of fishing. Uh, I mean, to the point where people were like, wow, that guy is really obsessed with fishing. I would fish six hours a day day after day easily 30 hours a week fishing easily and then as the years went on i started fishing less and less it was almost like i didn't need it as much it was almost like i was relying on fishing to just kind of get my my shit back together so to answer your question i don't fish as much i was throwing lures the other day because there were bunker pods this might be too much uh inside information for people but once again the uh, the bunker pods pretty much feed the ocean they're they're giant pods of useless fish they're very oily you can't eat them i think they're in a lot of that joint medication those joint rubs i think they use bunker but i'm not sure they don't they're pretty much useless and they they travel in these bunker pods that could be no joke millions of fish in these bunker pods and you'll see them come by your house and they're splashing like crazy because Long story short, everything in the ocean wants to eat the bunker pods. So when you see the bunker pods come through, and if they're close enough to shore, that means that there could be some good fishing. So the other day I, I took my lures and I was, I was throwing lures into the bunker pods, but uh, nothing really bit. So not as much fishing. And then yesterday I was, I was, um, I was swimming with the kids. Look, I between my grandma's house, living on Long Island, she had a beach house, and then living on Long Island General where you have access to a lot of ocean beaches and a lot of uh, beaches on the Long Island Sound. And then fast forward, I end up uh, you know, living uh, almost full time at, at the ocean these days. I've, I'm experienced at swimming. For the most part, nothing scares me out there. 
Um, but yesterday I was swimming with the kids, and I go further out than them. But they're they're getting there. They're really figuring out how to how to swim in the ocean with the waves. Their waves were huge, and uh, there was a wave that that came over like this, cresting. I'm sort of uh, getting ready to dive through it, and then there's a wave behind it. They were coming really fast yesterday. So as I'm getting ready to dive through the first one, I already saw the second one coming, so I got to figure out what I'm going to do with that. And I swear to you, I thought I saw a shadow of a shark. It scared the shit out of me. And then um, it made me kind of go all the way where the kids were. They were safe. And then uh, we... I made an excuse why we needed to get out of the water for a minute or two. And then I was like, you know what? I think that's just your your mind playing tricks on you. I'm here to say I don't think it was a shark. But for for a split second, I'm like, was that a fucking shark in that wave? And it scared the shit out of me. Uh, Benjamin Tucker, did you call your mom yet? I did not. Uh, you give me $100, I'll, I'll call her. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. Don't give me $100. Today would be the day to call my uh, my mom. So maybe, I haven't talked to her in uh, four years. Last time I talked to her, she was carrying on to, to the point. I'm like, I, I, I can't do this. Knock it off. But today is the anniversary of uh, my dad dying in a horrific car accident. So cheers, cheers, cheers to my dad, cheers. I got emotional the other day. I'm not gonna get emotional again. Well, not on camera anyway. It'll be a weird day. All kidding aside, 17 years ago today, I watched him take his last breath. And I highly, uh, I highly recommend you never do that. Don't watch anyone take their last breath. It's not like the movies. It's, it's completely horrifying. But it makes you question everything because uh, right after his last breath, I went, oh my God, my dad's gone. And then you're sitting there going, yeah, no, no shit, stupid, he died. No. What I knew is my dad left that body with his last breath, and I was looking at a mannequin. I had no connection to my dad's uh, body after his last breath. It was really strange and really creepy. Whatever that was that makes a life, and that's up to you to decide, left that body with his last breath. And I mean left it where I now believe that it went somewhere else. That's what I believe now. And my dad gave me that gift, I guess, because he's there. He's there. You know, he's breathing. He's breathing. They, they called us all in. He's like, uh, we think it's going to be soon. And then we're all in the room telling him it's going to be all right. He takes his last. <gasps> and he was gone. And then I wanted out of that room immediately because I knew I, I was not with my dad anymore. It was quite the experience. Ba -da 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 -da, baby. All right. I got to go. I got to go sailing. Sorry. Sorry to get a little dramatic there. But uh, I guess I was trying to make a, make a spiritual point. I don't know if I did. I don't know. And it's hard to explain because you think like, you think uh, right when the person dies that you're watching die, you think even though they're dead, you still would feel like a connection to that person that's laying in that bed. And uh, for, for whatever reason, man, that was not the case. I went, oh my God, I think there's more to this life thing. I think whatever makes you, uh, you, takes off when you die. 
Because you can't kill energy. We learned that, right? We all have energy. And that's the one thing scientists can't figure out. You can't kill energy. I, I do believe that something happens after you die. But here's, here's what sucks. It's not anything that any of us are going to be satisfied with. That's what I now believe. Maybe that energy goes into a, another body. I don't know. I don't know. That, now that's too deep for me. Doggy. You see that dog? All right. We'll get you back out there. All right, guys, I got to go. Love you, miss you, dad. For reals. Not a day goes by that I don't uh, think of you. Uh, thank you for everything. I keep going like that because I got something stuck in my... T I think it's a clam. Oh, it's a clam stuck. I've been trying to get this clam out. Had clams last night, those stupid clams. One of those pieces of clam will get stuck in between your teeth. I didn't floss last night. And man, when I pull that out a little later, that's going to be a doozy. I'll leave you with that, kids. Ba -ba 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 -da -da, baby. Boo 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 bo